to Mono Rants at the Movies, a podcast where we rant about films you may have seen at house parties. I'm one of your hosts and jack-of-all-trades Mono, and asking if she can come with me in a really creepy way is my co-host and master of none, Kira. It's not creepy, I just have to pee. <laughs> why, why do you need to come with me to pee? Because it's scary in the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Look, in a world where, like, shit crawls underground and, like, flies up and slices oh, in your that face. World. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Bathroom buddy system is a good system. <laughs> But yeah, no, today we are talking about 1995's Screamers. Yeah, a bit of a weird one. I always thought this movie was way older than it is, just because in my head it's an 80s film. I don't know why. It does kind of have 80s films vibes, and it is. It's the, kind the of matte like, paintings and it's, the stop motion, I think. Yeah, and it's, well, as well, I think it was written, Dan O'Bannon said he, like, first wrote a treatment for it in, like, 1981 or something mm-hmm. like that, so it was knocking about for a while before yeah. it actually got made, but... Because it's got, it's got big Cold War vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> just a little is. bit. Yeah, and it does, it is just something about it that does give off 80s vibes, and I think it's because there was a lot of those, those kind of sci-fi films in the mm-hmm. 80s as well, and it's Philip K. Dick. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, uh, but I think it is just the feel of it. Mm. The big matte painting backgrounds. Oh, they're beautiful that, though. That really old school sci-fi technique. Mm. And they're just stunning. But I I always thought this was a bit of a cult film. But apparently, no, it's not. It has a really low rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and it was generally panned at the time. But I, I really enjoy it. I, for me, this is kind of like in the same category as Tremors. Um, like I love what underground things that attack you no or? like the people who like Tremors really like Tremors I really like Tremors oh and the people who like Screamers really, really like Screamers, Screamers. yeah um, like I really like like and loads of people think Tremors is absolutely crap but if you've never seen the fourth one with the butt blasters like <laughs> <laughs> they're like big dodo birds yeah yeah like, they're but, hilarious but I love the I love Tremors and I love that the whole idea of like small group of people trying to survive and this thing's in the ground and Screamers is very much the same but instead of it being things that are trying to eat you they're against everybody. They're, yeah, it's I not think, monster gonna monster. It's evil robot sentience. Yeah, I like it because it's it's one of the reasons that some people don't like it. But it's kind of a mishmash of a whole bunch of different things as well. Yeah. You've got a bit of a kind of journey film. It's a bit of an anti-war thing. There's, yeah. there's intrigue and stuff as well going on. You've got always, the because it's Philip K. Dick, you've got the dangers of AI going rogue and, and yeah, machines. And, then and that's that, that 1950s, 1960s sci-fi sensibility. Like Isaac Asimov was very similar. That's it's nearly the, the kind of the second half of the film is yeah. all about that and the first half of the film is all about like, the corporate so, war and what it's done to the yeah. world and I, I really and like the it portrayal. I, think, I think it works really well but I think that maybe some people are like nah, there's too much going on in it it is long it feels longer than it is Um. yeah well hang on I suppose we should do a summary before yeah. we get too, too in, <laughs> into it in a not too distant future an all too believable war rages after a giant corporation bombs its workers for not mining a deadly radioactive material when a commander of the Workers' Alliance receives an offer for peace, he heads to the NEB Corporation to negotiate, only to find a new, more terrifying enemy. Yeah. I like the whole... they Because the way this film opens... Without the opening crawl and yeah. the opening text. Well, like, yeah, the, there is a crawl, but it's narrated, which I appreciate. Yeah, and it's that was one of the things I saw criticised, but I was like, uh, it's like... 20 seconds of on-screen text and narration and to it give just you, gives you this foundation give you the context that yeah. you need for it which would like I'd rather it come like that than one of the characters sits there and explains the whole thing to us as no, dialogue like yeah so this way you've got the whole like you do get some of the history because they have a rookie with them 
who's all like, yeah, he's yeah, grown but, up on the, the propaganda and they're correcting then, him on yeah, then actual it, events. That's expanding upon it then yeah. rather than it being a big expo dump. but works later on. And I, yeah, I like it the way it is. Yeah, the way you get, you know, he's grown up on this propaganda of, oh, sure, but, you know, they did this to support you. And it's like, no, they didn't. This is actually what happened. Because, yeah, a lot of the rest of the information is kind of drip fed to you throughout the film. Mm. And I really like that about it. So that the opening crawl gives you your context and then you get straight into being like, oh, what's going on when the, the soldier shows up? Oh, that poor bastard who's like, when he holds up the thing and you're like, oh, he's a messenger. <laughs> yep. Oh, he's going to, oh, there goes his arm. Oh, there goes his leg. Oh, just shoot him in the head. <laughs> no, they watch. <laughs> yeah. They do watch in there and they're like, oh, no, you need a tag thing because they have these, because they developed them. They have these like tags they're supposed to like put your heartbeat out of phase because they focus on living but things, even which is so cool they admit like a that just that concept that it emits a signal just like one step off your personal one and your tag will only work for you yeah and nobody else puts your heartbeat out of your face yeah so you're safe or if you can stand in front of people i like that i just think that's a, a fun touch yeah no there's certain aspects of it like that that i really really like about it but just in that opening scene when they first the screamers first show up you don't even really know what they are yeah and you're like it's just your man says uh, as your one's considering shooting them you see something move under the sand and the guy inside the bunker goes oh here comes the cavalry so yeah. you know whatever's coming is on their side yeah but even still they don't seem to want to engage but then with yeah it. when they have to go outside to collect whatever your man has brought the yeah. Chuck the captain is like really nervous about going out near them yeah because they're like, like the tags do you find out later that the tags did work perfectly but radiation in the air has started to degrade them and all the stuff that they have around the radiation like the anti-radiation red cigarettes that they have to smoke to counteract the shit that they've been breathing in as as Ace puts it later uh, you gotta put this shit in your lungs to counteract the shit that's in your lungs yeah but yeah, no, there is. There's loads of little... I think that's probably why I like it so much is there's loads of little bits like that that are in it that are just kind of dotted throughout the film that fill in this world, this, yeah. this shitty fucking... Well, when they're examining, because they find out these things are called swords. It's like the mobile artillery sword. It's autonomous mobile sword. It looks like a demented horseshoe crab. First ones. The what? Yeah, like the one he has taken apart and he's like, oh no, it's safe. I yanked out its brain. And when your man yeah. goes to touch it, it goes and they're like, oh no, it's a like autonomous motor reflex. Yeah. So even when it's dead, it can still attack you. Mm. Which, ah, <laughs> no. It's very much like the tongue thing in Doom. You know, like when they cut the, the, the hell monsters and oh, off yeah, and it's tried yeah, to attack. Still, yeah. <laughs> No, that gives me big, like, weird thing wants to live in my head. I don't like that. They kind of go there also, later Also, then on. my brain was like, why? How does that work? <laughs> if you've yanked its brain out, it's it's still a machine. What? <laughs> How is it still working if it's like, they, he was like, oh, I've taken its brain out. It's fine. Uh, but uh, it still tries to kill you. Because <laughs> well, well, I assume it's, it's the control chip that controls, like, overall function. But then the blade still has, like, whatever. So how did he manage to take it apart without losing a hand? Because he didn't put his hand anywhere near the blade. I think that's the implication yeah. is that the blade, the blade itself has like a proximity sensor or whatever. And we're just going to... Yeah, so it still has yeah. some function even after you've removed its control So you can circuit. just pick it up and brandish it at people? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the fact that they kind of look like a horseshoe crab because it's a big ball-y thing with mm. the spinning blade in the middle and then the long tail stabilizer. Yeah, and then when you see the... And then you keep seeing them later on throughout the film. Whenever they're doing panning shots, you'll just see it, the movement under the ground. 
Coming like some sort of evil mole. <laughs> but even when, when you see the upgraded version one <gasps> or type He's one. so cute. The little stop motion guy. Oh my but God. Looks, why? How? But how it makes sense dare that- he be? that fucking adorable I am a white woman that will approach a snarky dog yeah. I'm taking that thing home with me you look you find everything cute yes but I also love the stop motion the but it, stop motion oh, the so stop cute. motion is great but it looks it looks like an evolution of the first one yeah. like you say it's it's got the stabilising tail in the, the ones you first see yeah it's got two little arms longer, yeah it's now got two little arms and the tail is longer for a balance yeah and it's got Obviously, it's got a head. It and it's got like a, a rib cage yeah. instead of the bulky outer casing. Mm. You know, and it's it's developed flexibility and the little snarly face with the, the buzzsaw in the mouth. Yeah. It's like, nah. But he is absolutely adorable. Better uh, than David. I'd take a hundred of those over a David because the Davids <laughs> creep me out. The Davids really creep me out. I do not like them. Well, the, apart from the actual kid who plays David, when you see a, when you see the Davids on mass, there's especially when they're like oh, when they're all coming out of the bunker. Yeah, there's definitely there's an uncanny valley thing going on there. That's um, the point. But yeah, I think it's as much the point as it was the limitations of the prosthetics yeah. that they had. Well, there's a lot of mannequins getting assaulted in this and set on fire, and four stunt guys getting set on fire in a rather fancy flip oh yeah props to those stunt guys because yeah. they were like they're, 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 they're not far on. away enough from that explosion and then oh look they're on fire excellent at Grant. least they're rolling down a hill that puts them out <laughs> yeah you were saying there sorry before we went into the summary that you feel like it's it feels longer than it is it's what it's nearly two hours it is nearly two hours but I think the way it's broken up because you've got them in the bunker in that whole initial thing where they're like oh we've gotten a peace treaty that's what the poor messenger bastard yeah. had been trying to get to them was like an offering for a peace negotiation and um, he unfortunately got Rich di- yeah <laughs> and then dragged him to the sand yeah because they take him off with them that's one of the bits that I really like that when, when he's in no when the plane crashes and you see it drilling through the underneath of the aircraft yeah to get, to get the, the body. body and pull it down and was like but oh the ex- god the explanation for it also your man just being like well I'm out of here I was like yeah no shit <laughs> But the explanation for it... They of, use all the parts. Of, yeah, they use all the parts. It's like rotting flesh will produce methane, which they can use for fuel. And what's the other thing? Oh, Eyeball yeah. jelly makes bl- good ba- blade wax. <laughs> yeah. But they were like, yeah, they've built this massive... They got the plans five years prior. You find out that they got the plans for this from the Alliance five years prior and they built the machine and they just switched it on and ran like and hell. And ran away, yeah. So they don't know what's going on. Mm. This is kind of like Mutant Chronicles. There's mutants just dragging things back to <laughs> throw them in a machine. Well, like they're bringing all these bits back. They're kind of, you were saying it, they're like replicators. Well, they they, they are, what I meant about They're them almost like, like bio-organic replicators. Replicators in, in the sense of like... Cannibalizing the, they, the parts. No, but in the, same, in the same way that in Stargate, they start off as a very basic thing and then you see a slightly more advanced one and, and then, then they, they eventually human go form, human form. And then they have the but, flesh and blood ones <clears> in Atlantis. But they actually are supposed to be self-replicating in this. Like he yeah. says that. He says, that, no, we, after we started it, since then they've just been making themselves and maintaining themselves and importantly, upgrading themselves. Yeah, which we didn't realise because by the time they get to, as they're moving along and they're encountering more of them, even the machine language changes. Mm. No, it is. It, it, it is. It's a long film, but I, I think it is because you have that kind of, that bit at the start where it's about the peace negotiation. Yeah. And then you have all the stuff around the crash which yeah. sets up the reason for main antagonist Joe, going uh, sorry, protagonist Joe, to head to head off to the yeah, because he quarters. gets information that they're going off now to fight on a different planet because that's got the resources now, and mm. they realize that they're just being abandoned. 
because they can't go home. They they're not going to bring them back to Earth. I th- I think they could maybe spend a, a beat longer there. Yeah. Because if you're not paying close attention, it can be a bit hard to follow the logic of what's happened. Because effectively what it is, is Joe sends the message to Alliance Command on Earth. Hey, we've got this message that Neb want to negotiate a peace treaty here. Yeah. And they get some general coming back to them. General Green, is it? And then they find out that. Um, and he says, oh, no, no, no. he says, no, don't, don't go near them. We're negotiating peace here. So just stay put for the minute. Then this plane crashes. That's supposed to be a civilian transport, but it's full of weapons and marines. And, and a nuclear reactor. Yeah. And Joe finds out from the one surviving guy, Ace, who's great fun. <laughs> he's a moron. He is a moron, but he's great fun. Uh, he finds out from him that the general who supposedly sent him the message is dead. Yeah, he, he was like uh, yeah, assassinated. He, he assassinated, yeah, arrested. Or no, he was arrested and executed. I think it's eliminated is the term he yeah. uses. But yeah, so... Two so, years prior, so he's like, "Oh, they're bullshitting us." Yeah, now. and he finds out that they were all going Ace off going to this to other planet, Triton Four, where yeah. they found the new, like, purer form of this, uh, or they were mining that was radioactive on their planet. Yeah, and he figures out, "Oh, obviously." So what's happening is they're abandoning us yeah. because they found a new source. They're never going to let us war vets come back to Earth. No, we're not to tell the, everybody on Earth what happened. Yeah, so they're just going to, both sides are just going to leave us, cut us off here. Yeah, well, they're just going to, no, they were saying they can't cut them off because of the messages going back and forth. So they're just going to continue sending them supplies and monitoring the messages until they all, like, die off. There's only a few of them left there. Yeah, but, the, yeah, so the, the point being that they're they're trying to feed them a bullshit story to keep them quiet and just leave them off there on this backwater corner of the universe. And Joe's like, well, fuck that. I'm going to negotiate my own piece. Yeah. But yeah, I think they could maybe just spend a, a, a little bit longer in that conversation. Yeah. Because he's so angry and shouty with Chuck about like kind of, because Chuck doesn't want to believe that's what's happened. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Sure. We spent our whole lives doing this. We spent the last 20 years doing this. And it's like, yeah, no. They don't care. Yeah. Like, and that's, that is Joe Peter. They Lander's are a character. corporation. Like they don't care. They're going where the money is. Peter Weller's great in this, actually. Yeah, I like, love me some Peter Weller. It's oh, yeah. really funny. I recognise him for his forehead, which... The one part fam- covered in Robocop. Robocop yeah. yeah, a man famously, famously recognised for the lower half of his face. Uh, yeah. And you recognise him for the upper half. And his incredibly blue eyes. No, I, re- I really like him in this. It, it, he's a little bit over portrayed at the start with his Roman coin and his listening to Mozart and being a man yeah. of high culture. But I just, I like his kind of... It's very fitting for him himself because he is a, a master's in art history or a PhD mm. in art history. No, I, I like his whole kind of... I just like his no, take no shit fucking attitude with and his very, very dry responses to people. Yeah, oh yeah, that, he's, he's a sarky <laughs> bastard and that's great. But you know, his, his kind of realistic or say um like pragmatic war veteran who's like yeah look it's it's just it's not worth it kind of yeah. thing um it comes across really well and then yeah ace as this chatterbox idiot who he's stuck with for the the journey yeah, part of the film the, he's the green back he's the rookie because the whole reason he's taken him is because he's just arrived yeah, well, he's not, not gonna risk- kill, risking any more of my man. Yeah, he's like this guy's ready to get his ass shot off by this enemy he want he doesn't even know so yeah I'll bring him with me <laughs> But after that, then it's onto the journey kind of part of the film. And then the latter half of the film is when they get to Neb and realize everything there is fucked. The reason they wanted to negotiate a peace treaty is because the Screamers have now gone human form and are just ripping the place to shreds. Yeah. Yeah. Now they can sneak their way in. I, I really like that aspect of it as the film goes on of the 
the who is and who isn't. Who oh, could be. it's like the, that bit in the thing when they're all eyeing each other suspiciously. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, because everybody, now that they know that they can do this, because they're talking about the wounded soldier who's like out there screaming, help me, help me. And like the fact that they have a limited vocabulary and there's this one poor bastard who it looks like he's, Ross. Had, a, he's had a total breakdown. Like he's chewing on the, the string. Yeah. And he's just, he just keeps saying. He's jumpy and he keeps saying, get, get off, off my, my back. back. Get off my back. And everyone's like, can't say anything else than that, huh? Can you? Yeah, can no, you? I, li- I like that, that, that it, it kind of leads into it. That's one, you, the, like the way they drip feed the information, they don't make it super obvious. They just, no. the first couple of times, he's just getting really annoyed and he says, get off my back. But the closer it gets to that scene where Joe is like, the what the hell is the type two? Yeah. He keeps saying, get off my back more and more and more. So yeah. by the time Joe realizes there's a hidden type, you're already sort of suspecting of Ross. Yeah. And other people are starting to eye him as well. Because mm. you don't really, like with David's introduction, when they're out in the wasteland. Also, when they're out in the wasteland and you're like, oh, okay, you have this thing that hopefully works to stop these shit heads attacking you. Yeah. Putting on headphones and blasting music seems like a really good idea. When they first leave. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like he he's expressed like concern and kind of fear over over the screamers because yeah. he's not really seen them before and doesn't know what they are and he's like now he's going on a journey across a wasteland that's full of them and yeah his first idea is, is to put on his headphones. headphones with his CD player with its anti-skip technology which was a lie <laughs> but, not as good as his porny glasses later yeah his on. porn glasses later on are so fucking funny and they, the rock what, what, what kind of rock just be a rock and not a bug oh that bit cracks me up <laughs> but, but just to the porn glasses what what was it about the 90s with like sexy trippy VR headset visuals in films I blame Lawnmower because, Man because well yeah there's Lawnmower Man but that was the whole thing was weird trippy yeah, kind of visuals and, yeah. and but like I still um, have nightmares about that the on Demolition Man yeah that's how they have sex and it's all weird and flashy and yeah but the Demolition on. Man you're not like touch each other yeah like, Existence in, that was later but Existence uh, has some weird Headset yeah, the, sex just, going on. Yeah, that's it was, a good film actually. <laughs> it was a weird thing, but yeah, the porn glasses and this cracked me up, especially because Joe's response is just to stomp on them immediately. He's like, like, "Hey, they cost me a load of money. Who cares?" Yeah, they nearly cost you your life. Yeah, <laughs> you got to keep this thing on you. You said it worked when it was near me. Well, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really work when it's on you. So yeah, and and in fairness, it doesn't look like it's uncomfortable. It looks like a Fitbit, but with like strip finger straps. But you do see when, at the start, when Chuck goes out he to get the it. body, uh, his one, I think, isn't working when he walks out and he taps it to get it working. Yeah. Because the, the, he got a Fonzie the, the guy, bit. I don't know if he has a name, but you know the guy and the girl from the very start who yeah. see the Neb soldier coming in, he seems to be way more freaked out by the screamers than anybody else. And as soon as they open the door, you see him looking at his tab and it's got the green and the red light. Yeah. And then a couple of seconds pass and he yells out to the captain. He's like, Chuck. Make sure you check your tab. And he looks at his tab and like taps it and then yeah. it starts working. So it's like, yeah, the radiation just fucks with everything. Absolutely everything. And I love then when they're out actually on their journey part. That's when you get all the great matte paintings. Yeah. Um, all these I also just... very much like, what's his actual name in this? Who? Joe? Hen- Hendrickson? Hendrickson. Yeah. And Jefferson. But Joe's big ass gun. The alliance guns look yeah. fucking deadly. They're just—they're—they're they're really atypical space battle, big, chunky, yeah, like, like long, lo- like they're like a, a modified long rifle. Yeah, but it also looks like it might be a shotgun, and you can launch a mini plutonium yeah, bomb ju- out just, of it. Just slap a nuke in the top of it, and pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's got a flamethrower function. 
It does, and the the Neb ones are a bit weird looking. They're like I think Dan O'Bannon was like, "Yeah, we just sellotape two of them together for <laughs> aliens, so now we're just going to make it all one." Yeah, no, the the Neb guns are kind of weird, but even they, the Neb guns look like they're big mass produced. You know, just kind of lock and load and off you go thing, but that's yeah. supposed to be the corporation, so that makes sense. Whereas the Alliance are the workers and the scientists, so they've got these big fancy multi-purpose yeah high-tech rifles these are all things that we've encountered <laughs> and, and we well but that they're the, that's why they have the the screen they seem to well. have the better technology yeah because they were the workers and the scientists but neb has the money to just go and hire yeah because they have a really nukes. fancy when they make it to their command center yeah it's, it's super big. fancy and lots of lasers and what looks like femputer <laughs> yeah they're computer consoles everywhere and yeah. stuff like that whereas the the alliance command just seems to be a bunker it's, it's an a bunker. bunker that has like a bar it's, and an yeah. office <laughs> and you know that's about it really yeah it it's, a, it. it's a bunker it's functional whereas yeah the other one is like well this is where all the big wigs are so we have this and we have the chairs to do the thing and have you seen this i don't know that they have a you can get chair. a back massage when you pee <laughs> can't pee now without an old back rub <laughs> but it's yeah, the, the I like those kind of little the little bits about it. One of the other things is the the two uniforms. Yeah, the alliance uniforms are very like Roman legionnaire. Yeah, well, the helmets in particular, mm-hmm. and the helmets as well, very much remind me of like nineteen fifties American football helmets. They do have a bit of a look like that as Don't, well. Yeah, where they whereas, like the kind of turtle shell kind of head going on. Yeah, whereas the Neb guys' uniforms are more. They're the way in all the grey and their yeah. their helmets have the bit that come down and they're more kind of like medieval knight in armour type gear. Yeah, but I think that's supposed to be like, you know, it's the little person versus the big monster. Well yeah, um I just I just like the little the, the, those kind of visual aspects of it. Because yeah. it is it's 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 a bleak looking film, but I really like it. Yeah, because it's it, like it's a cold planet. I really want his head hood scarf thing. Yes. Because that looks cozy. Agreed. But yeah, yeah, as they're going across the landscape, you see all these old like refineries and mines. And oh, stuff when that are they just come abandoned. across the city, that's just derelict. Where they, that's where they find when David. Talk, when you're talking about, um, they bombed it. That they, it was just it was just completely wiped out. Yeah, because the the whole thing being that they when they, they find out they when they yeah they get they, in the mines they discover that it's releasing this type of radiation, so the workers refuse obviously to mine it, mm. so they bomb them. Yeah. And that's how the alliance starts. Yeah. To stand up to them. Uh, so they have essentially, and what was it, one teaspoon of this stuff could get you from... Berinium, the, the ore that they're yeah. mining. Yeah, one teaspoon gets you from Earth to Saturn in a day, yeah. supposedly. Like it's this super fuel, so of mm. course they're, you know, bombing the shit out yeah. of each other to they, control it. Well, also, yeah, it's they're like, the we, don't, we don't care that it kills you. It is worth so much yeah. money. Go and mine it, you plebs. It's it like is, dark matter. In fairness, harvesting farming Niblonians would be easier than mining out a planet. <laughs> but I like I like Hendrickson's whole thing of of constantly kind of not constantly, but he brings it up a couple of times of we were all Neb once. Yeah. Of you know we we, we were all greedy corporate fucks. But then they. But we we just we all eventually found out where our line was. Yeah. And our line was you know we don't want to work to death for money. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you're not going to even provide us with like treatment or anything like here. Have some fucking cigarettes. Yeah, have some reds. Have what if I don't want to smoke? Tough shit. Die of radiation it. or smoke these yeah. red cigarettes. And I like that. How do you know it's working? You, you don't, don't die. die. <laughs> he has some great lines. <laughs> I think my favourite of, of them is when they're leaving, when he asks Jefferson, are you coming or are you just breathing hard? 
He also has some not so great lines, like when they're in the the Neb hideout later on. Yeah. And he's talking to Jessica and she's cleaning herself down and she, he says something that shocks her and she turns around and he's just like, my God, you're beautiful. And then <laughs> continues on his conversation. Why did you say that? Like fucking Thingy's dad, an American dad? Who? Stan's dad? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, did I? <laughs> yeah, the way he said, my God, you're beautiful. Well, that that, that is the guy who played Spotswood last yes. week in Team America, he's isn't amazing. it? amazing. I love him. Yeah, no, there's there's some fun lines, a lot of fun lines from Hendrick, and there's also some dreadful lines in this. One in particular at the end, which I fucking hate, and I was very angry. I, I think I proclaimed, Dan O'Bannon, you're better than this when we watched it <laughs> at the very, very end. They go a bit heavy-handed with Breaker as well. With Becker? Becker. Uh, his whole constantly quoting Shakespeare. I just love the fact that Becker looks like he should be hanging out on a beach in California in a like a denim vest with the, with the arms ripped off it. No, I think Becker looks like he should be on a ski slope in Aspen in a fucking uh, uh, shell suit. <laughs> challenging yeah, but he's somebody got to the, a, yeah, a ski he's race. He's generally the bully wherever he is. I like... I think it's just the face on him. I really like how the actor Roy Dupuis plays him yeah he's not a likable person at all um, the second you him, see him you're like you're a dick yeah and he plays him really really well but yeah the the character is a, can be a little bit much the the Shakespeare stuff I think I think they were going for uh, Tears in the Rain yeah they were going for Rutger Hauer as oh fuck why have I Blade Roy Runner ba- Roy Batty yeah yeah they were going for a Roy Batty and they of the sympathetic android and we're yeah, just looking for a life the, of the, our own well and the philosophical android rather than but they didn't really give they, and the machines haven't gotten there yet well they sort of have but he's but, yeah well also he's in, an early like fumble at it uh, but also because they understand culture because he quotes a shit ton of Shakespeare so they've they've garnered so, like that that's a, an important thing like that's something yeah, that you need but I think it, it's somewhat lost because he's doing all this Shakespeare quoting and stuff before you find out that he is a screamer yeah spoiler he it's kind of it kind of falls flat because then when you find out he is one and he starts quoting Shakespeare again you're like oh the machine knows Shakespeare oh well yeah, that that okay. Yeah, whereas with Roy Batty, you know all along that he is a replicant. Yeah. Uh, so there's weight to his philosophizing. Yeah. You just think that Becker is a random asshole quoting Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> Until you find out he's a screamer. Just to like, be a dick. Oh. But then when he is quoting Shakespeare and you know he's a screamer, that's when he's giving it all the I am no mother born shit, but he keeps throwing in like assholes and motherfuckers. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Like, that's funny. <laughs> that 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 works. But yeah. yeah um, like, also, when you get the whole, we took their face. Um, that, not like literally, not like Barry in fucking Archer when well, he's see, wearing the mask. <laughs> yeah, but that's one of the other things that I don't like about it is the Chuck bit at the end. Yeah. Could it just have been the other her, but... Yeah, because it's like, or even just another Becker showing up. Because I think the, unless I'm wrong, the implication there is that it's the Becker that's just been chopped in half has gone, or or one of the replicators who, or sorry, one of the, the screamers who went into the Alliance base earlier on and killed everybody, wears Chuck's skin. I took it more as a kind of bender every time he, his body dies his conscious is just downloaded into a new model yeah no so with whichever screamer it is doesn't really matter to me i don't think that's actually chuck's face like i think that's just no but he says it is okay he said like that's that's why he says that like because he says you know do you like this face better he says he wore 
he got your Marshall man. Cooper, and yeah. he's the one who sent the message. And yeah, he's um, the one that they've actually been going to find. He was like, and oh, he did says, you like his face? Says, I'm Marshall Cooper. Like, yeah, and he says he likes Chuck's face, and he talks about like some of the me- he must have obviously been able to get inside Chuck's brain as well because yeah. he has some of the memories about their conversations earlier. But then he says, I'm gonna enjoy wearing your face more. Yeah, and says one of. Uh, Hendrickson's lines from earlier in Hendrickson's voice to yeah, him. Yeah, he's taunting him so, in his voice. I'm like, if they can just wear people's skin, is he another type again? Because the Davids are all Davids. Davids are all Davids. Now they come in varying heights. But they're all, but they are all that model. They're all Davids. Yeah. They tell Hendrickson that the Type Two is a wounded soldier. Now that could be a lie because it's screamers who are telling yeah. them that. But Ross is there when they're talking about it and he talks about it too. So yeah. I'm going to take it as face value as the type two is a wounded soldier yeah. who can only say, help me, help me. Type three is David. So I assume that... Breaker's a type four. That Becker is like a type four yeah. or above because when he takes the chip out of Becker, he can't read it anymore. It's yeah. in robot language. Yeah, it's a language. little triangly one. Yeah. And so, then, so she's whatever. She, and like, she's then maybe a five. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fine because there's loads of Davids and we see two of her so that's fine and Becker there could be other Beckers out there yeah. that's fine so I'm like who the fuck is the one that's wearing like why do we need one that can wear skin when the others are just clone versions of each other if you know what I mean I don't know uh, yeah, no, maybe just, they're running out of resources uh, they're like no, just, it, I just, just I straight just up it, putting on I just skin. think it muddies it a bit because up to now we've had specific types yeah and then suddenly there's this one that can wear people's skin yeah but it's one of the few things that i don't like about it i i took it as he's not literally wearing his face like this isn't face off i like but it was that they were copying their faces but yeah but which i I would be fine with because they can't create anything so they're just copying the people that they've killed and dragged off they've just like scanned their face and reproduced it yeah and i'd be fine with that but the dialogue seems to imply he lit- literally means physically wearing the dude as, well, a, as a flesh suit. Well, unless he was designed to infiltrate because mm. if he was the marshal on the other side and he's got his face. So if if you go that they have biometrics, which they do because he has he uses the hand scanners. Yeah. It would make sense then that the easiest way to do that is to just like wear their body like a meat suit yeah, and- to get through, to infiltrate the whole way through and then to be able to retain some knowledge of them because if they're trying to get into the upper echelon. All of that makes sense. I need to read the short story to really yeah, and, see what's going all, on. All that makes sense, but there's my. I think my problem with it is there's nothing to hint that they had anything like that before. Other things are, are better set up in this, and I think that just when Chuck shows up, it just makes things that little bit more confusing. And if they're going to do it, explain it a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my only kind of problem with with the Chuck bit. If it is less literal and a sense of just like yeah we're going to copy you and you're going to be the next yeah. type that's fine that makes sense like or if it's what you were saying of it's an infiltration unit fine just give us a hint of it before yeah because they've, they've been trying to like it kind of makes sense for they've had the wounded soldier being the first attempt to get in yeah to get them to bring him in like the Trojan horse kind of thing then you've got the Davids but if it's wounded it can't move but the Davids then can properly infiltrate they can, but they've Go, they've already gone humans have empathy and yeah. they'll care for their own so we'll give them a baby version of themselves because they'll mm. take that in so then the next stage is we get a hold of some of the people once we get in yeah. we get a hold of some of the higher ups and take them over yeah. and then be able to manipulate from that point on but uh, it's all of I think that is, I think is that bit upon. is more of a nod to the original short story because the short story is like Cold War based mm. So, uh, sleeper cells and uh, sleep yeah, agents yeah. and brainwashing and all um, that sort of jazz. It's I know I just think it's because they set up other things so well. Like even the the early screamer thing goes of you don't really know what they are. Then the alliance guys explain to you what they are and they're on their side. 
then when Jefferson gets attacked because he's watching his fucking porn Pointy glasses, glasses. <laughs> he says, well, if it was just that I didn't have my tag yeah, on why, me, did, why it, did it go, go for, for you? you? So you've already got a hint that the screamers in general But there's also now. a nice little touch there because you've gotten the back and forth with him on the radio, because they're Livy and Cicero on the radio. Yeah. Of the back and forth. And any talk with, I know that when the David is close to him, the radio's not, communication isn't working properly. It starts to crackle out as he's saying hey, we've had a new guy come into the base. He's a bit weird. The David actually moves closer to him. Yeah. And then there's a whole lot of interference on the radio. And then later when they're being taken down into the bunker, as Brecker and... Just after Becker knocks on the pipe. Yeah, as he's walking past, the lights flicker. Mm. And then which, if that is what we think it is, and it's it's a subtle indication that Becker is, is one. Yeah, like you get the um, early nid there with the David that maybe the Davids were like mobile phone signals and used to but, make the radio go weird. But if, if they're emitting if that something is what it is, that gives I have, you because if it had made yeah, if it made the radio, yeah, to get a text. My car radio still does that on occasion, but if. Um, like if the David's emitting some sort of frequency that fucks with electronics yeah. and they're slowly making it like trying to because she doesn't seem to do anything like that she doesn't no. fuck with any sort of tech I assume that she is the most I, I to yeah, me she's, she's the more most advanced, advanced than Becker but if that is the case I really really appreciate that scene because it's foreshadowing that he is a screamer yeah. but it's also calling back to something that Hendrickson had said earlier on when they're getting the transmission from General Green and it goes all fuzzy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, give me that remote. He's like, fucking Morse code would be better than that VR shit. Yeah. When they're going down. He taps on the pipe. Becker taps. Now, I don't know if it's actually Morse code, but it's tap. he's tapping to message to let Jessica know he's coming back. And yeah. I was like, nice. Yeah. Just a nice little callback as you find the, the foreshadowing there. Yeah. But then... Speaking of the radio as well, I, I really like that, how they set all that up of, yeah, we've got this guy coming in. Yeah, we just got a new recruit in. He's a bit weird. And then when they get can in. Can you come down? You can come down. But leading up come to that. Come on in. When they get, but when they get into the, the Neb bunker. Yeah. Or the Neb kind of underground outpost bit. He tries to say the commissary the with the really good scotch. Also, they should have just shot he, Becker for dropping that bottle of red label yeah. Johnny Walker. Oh, yeah. But he he tries to contact that because uh, that's the other reason why they think he's one because they're like oh he's he won't drink the scotch he kept saying no while he's like tanking it down <laughs> yep but he um he tries to contact the base again when he gets into the neb kind of outpost and says he tries to tell them there's human form screamers now yeah we we and it won't go through because it'll try to come into the base right next yeah to him. and he's like damn fucking radiation gets out everything yeah. and then yeah when they get back to the base at the end the whole thing of yeah come on down Chuck. Come on down. Is, is, Let me talk to Don Giovanni. This is yeah. Don Giovanni. And they're slowly back at you. He's like, I'm yeah. opening the door, Chuck. Yeah, I'm coming down. Yeah, and he's turning around <laughs> and be like, go, 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 fucking run away. Run yeah. away. Give me that nuke. What nuke? I know you stole it, you little shit. Now give me it. <laughs> yeah. The mini plutonium bomb, because he's yeah. like, we've never used nukes and we never will. Yeah, well, you fucking will when there's an army of Davids. Like, ew, <laughs> David, coming at you. Well, I think his point was, you know, we... We, our, I actually our want side to see used nukes. all the Davids replaced with David from Shit's Creek. Just various versions of him <laughs> coming out. We'll need somebody with, with good video editing yeah, skills for that one. Yeah, would be really funny. Or an army of Moira Roses. That would be terrifying. <laughs> Especially in her outfit from The Crowning. When she's like... Oh, yes. Yeah. No, it, it, it's... I... 
I there are things that I don't like about this film, but I still really, really like this. It's film. a really good sci-fi film. Um, I, yeah, I think it's a really good sci-fi film. It's got it's got asshole corporations, which I always like. <laughs> it's got uh, AI robot fuckery, which I also like. Yeah, and they, it, it's always the whole we started this thing. It's you took Beetlejuice out of the box and you didn't put him back. Yeah. You started this thing and you have lost control and you yeah, it's, don't even realise. Yeah, it. there's there's lots of morally grey issues yeah. just not, you know, with the AI with and with... Good the, sci-fi should always do. Like, you should be mm. going and going, should we do this? Like, can this, you know, the, these are the, the actual issues that seem to come about a lot. Yeah. And I, I like, for me, this was, or this should always have been a winner because it's Philip K. Dick's story mm. adapted by Dan, Dan O'Bannon. Who um, does love a sentient bomb? Yes. Yes, he does. We, we will have to do Dexter. Um, but this is very much up his alley. Like, you can get... There is some touches there from Alien. Mm, in terms of the suspense. Like, you get... Like, when they're going through the tunnels and the constant echoing. And can I... Like, every... Oh, the can I come with you thing is just... Fucking To me, that's me iconic. Out. Like, do, well, I... Can I, I come with I you? first saw this film, not at a house party. But it's up there with They Mostly Come Out at Night. Mostly. <laughs> mostly. But I I saw this on a scouting trip hey. uh, when I was like fourteen or fifteen, and we all we all sat up and watched it. And the next day we all went off to a cave system. Oh God! And it was one of those cave systems where it echoes um, and you can go down. But they turn off the lights when they get to like the deepest part of the yeah. cave to illustrate that there's no natural light that yeah. gets down. But there Wicklow was... Jail does that as well. It's um kind of terrifying because it it like their Wicklow but... Jail's built in like down into yeah. a, a, a hill, so. The cellar is pitch black. But yeah, we were down in the Alloway Caves, also known as the very, 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 very dark caves. If very, very dark. <laughs> it's almost like being blind if you're a Father Ted fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we... They're they, well killed. Go see them if you're ever here. Yeah. Uh, they, it's the Cave of the Bear. Yes. They found, uh, what was it, st- our Ice Age bear remains. Loads of shit. Uh, it's yeah, out on no, the burn, the, the, and the burn is just the, like a They found the remains of pre-polar bear ancestor bones. Yeah, um, they've been traced. Yeah, polar bears traced. Them so yeah, we, we we were all down this cave the next day after watching Screamers, Ooh. and they knock off the lights, and there was a motion sensor or something off in the the, the corner of the room with two little glowing oh, the red, red dots, lights. Yeah, and one of the lads spotted it, and just went, "Can I come with you?" He was screaming. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, about half of us screaming, and the rest of the the people who were on the tour being like, "What the fuck, what is, fuck is wrong with those lads?" Yeah. But yeah, no, that that is it's creepy and it's it's used to great effect when, when Hendrickson is finding out about yeah, the different types. And you just hear the echo and then when he's running and it's just it's kind of like the Michael Myers thing of no matter how fast they run mm. and he's just walking at the same pace. Like they're just there. Yeah. And then when they, they close the, the big vault door, because it's like the tunnels through to the command center. So yeah. they don't have to go overground, they go underground, even though mm. the things are underground. Yeah, that was, was like, we'll go underground. Oh it's yeah, safer. where the things live. Well, at least it's a direct tunnel to <laughs> Yeah, it. yeah. Like I can't, it is kind of And probably of reinforced concrete and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Load, load, load of rats. Mm. Why are the rats eating? I don't know, but I love the description of how to eat rats. From... Oh, how to cook them properly! <laughs> yeah, that is fucking brilliant. I really need to check because I have that cookbook about cooking like um wild game, but yeah. that has like squirrel and stuff in it, and I think you can. There is like because I imagine it would be a similar consistency to squirrel. But I like I just if they I just like his whole thing. He's like hot, he immediately hot pan, cold oil. Bad idea. <laughs> yes, I was thinking that. That's a real Re- bad... Red hot pan and then your cold oil and then your rats. And then your rat. That's a bad idea. You're better yeah. off like 
maybe basting the maybe, rind. Maybe butter. they have special oil or pans. But it said he'll make it stick. So the implication is they're not skinning the rat. No, you don't want it to stick. He said if you do that, it'll stick to it. But it shouldn't stick if you like leave it to cook long enough that it'll sear back off. But if it's if they're not skinning the rats. Uh, maybe it's future rats. <laughs> but, you know, I just love his little, he's like immediately ready to launch into his, his mate's story or his story about like rat cuisine. And yeah. then he has another one later on when they're wandering around. He's just telling this. Story. Yeah, he and just, he's just like, Hendrickson's just up. like, oh, for fuck's sake. But the, the even the rat thing I kind of liked because it hints at like he's not from Sirius B. I don't understand the people on Sirius B cooking rats. Yeah. He's from Earth. Yeah. So obviously shit's not much better yeah. on Earth. But yeah, I like I do I like the little rat cuisine bit. The rats. <laughs> what other things did we particularly like about it? No, the the whole thing with the robots really fucks with me. So I'm getting smarter. Yeah. That that No, yeah, I really like that. Because I, I like... am I am ever so slightly afraid of technology when um it seems to be actively trying to hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I like that. I, I, I really like that, but I like I like the whole journey it takes to get there. Like, yeah. I like from the, the, the great opening of the guy coming in and getting attacked by the screamers and you don't know what they are to the slow feed of information about what these screamers are to they're able to upgrade themselves, but we're not too worried about that to, oh shit, they're fully autonomous yeah. and attacking everybody and, now. And then the retreat back to the, oh, well, there's a shuttle for the commander and... In the um, in case of emergency, yeah, there's only one suit and a children's size. <laughs> Come on, give in the suit. That whole bit when they get there and it's such a teeny tiny, teeny tiny spaceship. spaceship. <laughs> Why would you leave the gantry in the way? Um, Dramatic effect. Yeah, yeah, they were like, yeah, fuck it, let's just leave it there. It's not like somebody will need to use this emergency evacuation rocket. <laughs> yeah, and I, and it's because he has to put his hand on the thing on the chair to start the uh, lift. But by the time he gets out of the chair and around, the lift's already like halfway down. My guess is that the, but it's, it was never supposed to be abandoned and it was there would be somebody else there to operate it. Well, he said it's, sure. it's all keyed to his biosignature and he's the only one who can get in. Mm. But I, like other people could have, could have come with him if yeah. he was evacuating in it and... Other it's scenario. A one, it's a one seater. Like fuck yeah. everybody else. Then yeah, they just, yeah they just have to. They're grunts. They just have to get their commander there. Yeah, just have to <laughs> make sure he gets die. away safely. But yeah, they one or two very awkward kissing scenes. That oh god, just, just one in particular uh, at the end there. Yeah, when she's like, I learned. It's the line you hate when she's like, I learned something new. No, the case comes when he no, tests dead, her. Yeah. But yeah, that because well, after some, he slices her hand open, there are some great lines in it. Like I like earlier on when they're talking. Sorry, at the very start when they get the the tube and it says for people of whatever you know military yeah. rank or above, and Chuck says that's you, me, and God if he's still listening. <laughs> but then yeah, you have the awful line at the end and it's followed by like I like it because Hendrickson tells Jessica as she's dying he's like ah you're coming up in the world you replicators you screamers have learned to kill each I keep calling them replicators now yeah you screamers have learned to kill each other you know like you're you're on the path to evolution you're nearly as good as us killing each other all the time really fits in tone with the rest of the movie yeah you you want to become human yeah yeah, Killing good job. And then she says, "No, I learned to love." What she no, didn't she say, doesn't... love. He finishes it off and says, "Love." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's." Just... I will never forget you, Philip J. <laughs> Memories deleted. Yeah, like it's basically <laughs> it's... that scene. I was really excited well, when she's doing the the. I'm dying off because when Beaker get Breaker, I keep calling him something. Becker. Becker. 
when he gets shot in his face, his voice changes, and I really like that. He gets that kind of weird robot kind of And I was expecting her to do that as she was dying. <laughs> so when she didn't, it was really it, disappointing. It's just I don't know, it it's just such a fucking cliched line. Like even, Love, yeah. Um but the only one that does it properly without it being cliched is the fifth element. Um it's just I think if they had just approached it slightly differently, like if instead of saying if she said, I learned to love, if he said something like, you know, you, you learned to kill each other, you know, you're coming up the world, you learned to kill each other. And her response was that, not that. I no, learned I love. learned humanity or, or no, like I, I learned, or no, if he, cause his whole thing is, uh, you learned to kill each other. But if her response was, I learned some things, some things were worth dying for. for. Yeah. That would be a much better line than yeah, I learned to love. Because that's a sense of like honor or. And it, and it flips on it, yeah. but it all, it implies the love as well. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it implies yeah. their relationship. She's got, so she, she died to protect him. He was worth dying for. Yeah. It's just not as hackneyed a line as uh-huh. I learned to love. And I'm like, Dan, Dan, you're better than this. You're better <laughs> than that, Dan. I'm going to assume that was some bullshit studio script rewrite. No, on the day. let's call it love. Because yeah, it just, it, it falls flat. And I yeah. think something like, yeah. W- Especially because he was quite eloquent throughout the whole film. Uh, yeah, he is. And a lot of the time he, he has. And some they of have the these kind lines. of, they've had, had these kind of very secular conversations that mm. no information is directly said, but a lot is said in between. Yeah. And there is, there is a development, developing romance, romance kind of there between them. And I like, it, I don't, it's not that I have a problem with the fact that the machine was falling in love with them. It's just that line, <laughs> that line. Uh, but that's one of the only things that I've really, never seen the film. Who? The health film. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's one of the only things I don't like. I said earlier, the Chuck bit gets yeah. a bit meh and there's one or two small bits of just not having dated well. David's face when he goes all looks kind of crap. Yeah, but um, you can, but then when you see the mannequins on fire later on, it's all well, worth it when um, they're like literally just when, melting. When other Jessica gets burnt by the oh yeah and ship boobs. firing up, and yeah, at first it burns all her clothes off, yeah. so you can see a mannequin with boobs, and then it burns it her into nothingness. And, yeah, that was pre-launch. Doesn't, doesn't look great for starters, and also it's a choice as well. Yeah, <laughs> but again, the expanse did. Uh, creature burn up so much better when they they um oh the the, the, the hybrid thing. hybrid thing yeah, yeah, yeah the sixth yeah. man he had no suit when they throw the yoke out and well, see, they that, turn the engines around and he's always, in the little yeah that bit always also reminded me of Dead Space but that whole yeah, series has Dead Space this, vibes yeah but yeah no it there's way more to like about this film than, than yeah. there is to dislike to be honest with you like it, it it's I think it's really well written some of the dialogue's a bit meh, but I just, I love the plot and how it all unfolds. Yeah, I like I like how their reaction to a betrayal is, well, fuck you, I'm well, going to do le- what you tell me. Um, <laughs> essentially, because he's like, they're, he's there, they're like, well, they're bullshitting us, they're sending us this message, they're trying to control us, they're telling us not to go and talk to the Neb guys who have clearly worked out what's going on. They've, yeah, he thinks... They've, they've realised that we've been abandoned, so the only way we're going to get off this fucking rock, because Earth's well, I, not going to come for us, I, I think, is to work together. I think the reason for the Neb negotiation, uh, or the Neb wanting to negotiate on, on Sirius B is because... They they're think, they're gonna have to get along. They're gonna have no, to no. Survive. I don't think like, I don't think they've realized what he's realized. I think it's they because when they get there, they accuse 
the Neb guys accuse Hendrickson and Jefferson of having sent in the human form screamers. Yeah. So I think it's... And these, they're like, these, we didn't even know what yeah. was going on. But they're I like, think, well, you brought him with us. And it was like, no, he found he, Yeah, us. but I, I think that's it. So what happened was human form... When the David, when the first David, when they're walking... Oh, when he gets shot. When he, he gets goes shot. flying backwards on starfish. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> but no, no. I, so I think, I think what happened is uh, human form screamers go and attack the Neb command first. Yeah. And either, as Chuck says at the end, one of the them sends the message for the negotiation, or Neb Command are so freaked out at how bad they're getting destroyed by that these they, new human that just That's won. why they yeah. send the negotiation treaty. But then Hendrickson's thing of, yeah, I do really like, he's like, well, if all they're going to do is cut us off and not care what we're going to do, we may as well stop fighting one another. Yeah, <laughs> just like, why, our own why are peace. we killing ourselves? Each yeah, other let over. them kill each other over that new shit yeah. I'm trying for. We'll live in peace. Yeah, like I'm we ain't got there. much left because, you know, radiation. Mm. No, there is, that, that, there's, there is. There's so much to like about it, I think. Because you get more of that betrayal, that whole, they've all been, they've obviously been fed their own side's propaganda. Mm. So when they meet up and they're having the argument, between the Neb guys and the Alliance guys. Yeah. And they're telling, they're kind of each arguing that about the the actual events of the war and mm-hmm. how it's The kind of bombing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I have to say I was quite happy to go back and rewatch this. Like, yeah. We watched it there, what, about probably two, not long after we started the podcast. Yeah, we and we it, didn't know how to And we were like, how do we approach it? this film? And obviously it was just because we didn't, not that we know what we're doing now, but we really didn't know what we were doing back then. Because <laughs> I had no problem finding plenty to talk about with it yeah. today and I yeah I think I'd, I'd love to go on Second Variety is the name of the short story from Phil mm. K. Dick and no, I will have to go, go and, and look it up it. there was a sequel made but not until 2009 and while this has a 6.3 on IMDb and a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes it's better than that as far as I'm concerned it's, it's better than 6.3 it's definitely better than 29% the sequel only has like a 4 on IMDb yeah so I don't know if I'd give it a shot, but this I'm always happy to go back to. It. I just I what I really like about this was they used a really weird variety of techniques. You've got the stop mo the literal stop motion like Jason and the Argonauts styly yeah little creature dude. And it fits in so well. I love him so much. He's he, so cute. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously stop motion, but I think he looks great. And, and then you have like the mannequins. He looks better see- than Ed two oh nine. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the use of the mannequins for like the poor guy who gets black knighted. Um, essentially, it's his but a scratch. Yeah. Uh, like when his hand gets chopped off and the leg gets chopped off. Yeah. And, and then with all the Davids later on, with they, the flamethrower <laughs> sequence when he's on top of the dune, flamethrowing the fuck yeah. out of everybody. That's brilliant. I love firework. I always love actors oh, yeah. on fire. The, and then you've got some bits of CGI, like with David's face and stuff like that. More. Yeah, it's very minimal CGI, but a lot of yeah. Sometimes practical and, effects, sometimes yeah. stop motion, sometimes matte paintings. And which then I you have. The matte the, yeah, beautiful matte painting backgrounds for the majority of it. But then when the spaceship is taking off, that's all CGI. Yeah. That, it looks like a video game. Yeah. It, it looks it looks like a cutscene off a video game. Uh, um, again, but I'd still but rather... But I'm okay with that. I'd rather watch that. Like it, 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 because it, it was the like whole scene, game. Yeah. it all worked together. It didn't look out of place. It was mm. all in the one environment. It's not like Spawn and then a few weeks later back. on, you when it comes out the top mm. and goes to fly off, that's a matte painting with that over it. Yeah. So um, it's a really interesting mix of really old school techniques but with then, new technology but it's used really well together the all the the kind of screamer vision 
as well. Oh, in the heat-seeking vision? Heat that's, like, stuff. all very predatory? Yeah, I like all that. I like all the kind of military scope stuff. Yeah. When they're zooming in and they, they can see that they're armed through the scopes and stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I think I think they probably just... I don't know what sort of budget they had for it, but it wasn't a, like, it wasn't a big blockbuster or anything like that. Oh, but it's so So I think they just, they just used all these different techniques that they could... To try yeah, because like when they're the coming the out film. of the Neb compound and they're coming out through the fan that they've stopped with a knife. That's great because the fan. That's the actual bit of set that they're coming out of. It is, is a the painting. Great painting. It's so yeah, beautiful. That, yeah, and, and it really is. It's like you know, like I always make the jokes of a friend of ours who has the van that he needs to get one of those nineteen eighties woman with the sword. Yeah, that's what they those paintings remind me of. I'm a big <laughs> fan of Louis Royo. Yeah. And like uh heavy metal and Yeah, heavy that. absolutely that heavy metal it's got kinda got that uh It's got that whole heavy metal retro futuristic yeah, kind desolate, of vibe. Um like the post-apocalyptic Well like, like that kind of industrial slash interstellar thing, like you know the way in um in Foundation it's interstellar ships but they, they work on coal and stuff yeah. like that it's that kind of feeling and yeah I think the, the ma- very much heavy metal with the whole like it's like the fucking yeah well it's barren wastelands with these yeah. structures sticking up out yeah of, these like, insane the, Jetson these, style structures yeah big factories and industrial kind of skylines and it's all the, it's all that very 1950s everything's very roundy but pointy at the same time <laughs> I but love that, that but every I, it, every um, sort of structure that you see apart from the ruined city is to do with presumably to do with the production of, of yeah, this of ore this or whatever ore. this burinium. and yeah no I think the map paintings really they do really add a lot yeah, to it and they give a lot of depth to the scene as well mm. because you get a sense of scale especially when they're walking and like the valley that they're in is real and then it's painting behind it but because yeah. it's it's you get this sense they blend of them it, really well of it just stretching out and mm. you get more depth instead of it being like oh they're just walking through a valley you're like no this whole planet yeah is, is kind of barren and deserted and it's poisoned. Yeah. And then you'll just see the little screamer kind of going past. Yeah, and it'll just be like in the corner, you'll just see the little like mound, earth mound go. Well, They're never like, really focused on, they just kind of are I, there. I, we didn't mention, but I like early on in the film when they are like trying to show you how the tags work. And you see screamers kind of moving around under the sand, and whenever they get near an alliance soldier who's got a tag, they just stop dead. Yeah. Um, I really like that to just show the start. But yeah, no, it is. There's, there's, ah, oh, there's so much to like about this. Like from, from yeah, from a visual standpoint and from the narrative standpoint, and then from the kind of the the philosophical side of it is fun as well. As I said, did Becker with his Shakespeare is a little bit over the top. No, I do but... like though when he's lying there when they get blown up and he's going, "Help me, help me, help me," and they're like, "And thing he's gone." It was a soldier that yelled, help me. He <laughs> yeah, was like, did he only get activated? Yeah. yeah this guy's a bit of a fucking nut job. Yeah. Like, and he's already killed somebody else for thinking that they're a replicant. Mm. No, not a replicant. <laughs> <laughs> a screamer. Yes. And I think I will say as well, everybody Poor in this. fucking head. Uh, Jefferson. Yeah. Getting it at the end. Squished. Yeah. Squished. That does not that's look a, like a fun way to go. Uh, no. That's sure a, I like that as well. It's a, a really nasty, nasty like, all close. Because as well, that, that shows. The slow squeezing and the enjoyment of it. But it's, it, it's one of the things that then I do like about Becker and I wish that they had maybe given the screamer thing, uh, the screamer reveal a little bit earlier for him because she's the more 
empathetic screamer and he's the more malevolent like vindictive like he he wants he could just snap his neck he could kill him any number of ways it's the whole time to get the balance of the human but yeah yeah because you get that bit when the david's hands melt off and the hand splits open there's and there's saws in them so i assume becker has similar weapons if he wanted to but no he chooses to squeeze the life out of this man it's just Oh yeah, yeah. I, and, I like and that it's choice. real up close. It's mm. very personal. And yeah. the same when he kills the other guy, he uses a knife, which yeah. again is a very personal kill. Mm. He may throw it from quite far away, but the act of using a knife yeah. in and of itself. But um, one thing we just didn't mention that I'd like to do, and then he's like, we, "It's blood." <laughs> before we wrap up, I re- all the, where some of the characters might have pitfalls. I think all the actors did a fantastic yes. job. Roy Dupuis is great as Becker. Um, your man who plays Ross is great. He's so terrified all the time. Yeah, it's like he, he's very similar to the Shane Black character in Predator, the first Predator, who's like, I really don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't supposed to be here because I'm only the fucking writer and it's not my fault that the actor decided not to show up. <laughs> but, you know, Ross has this very much the PTSD vibes. He just looks um, sweaty all the time, poor thing. Which, yeah, he's just, he's so panicked yeah. that he's like sweating constantly. It's that very sickly... Like, and he can't calm down no matter, like, even though they feel relatively safe mm. and relaxed, he's so on edge and he's chewing away on that. And the glasses are constantly reflecting light sources so yeah. you never get to see his eyes. Jefferson is great as the the young, jingoistic, kind of gung-ho marine who just wants to get out there and doesn't really know. No. But he's, he's still kind of idolising the one who has been in the fight. And then you have the conversation with him and Brecker later on when he's like, oh, you're a rookie, aren't you? You know, mm. they don't care about us here and he's trying to, like, demoralise them. Yeah. And there's a Becker. I think Becker and Joe, Peter Weller and, and Roy right. Dupuy are... are yeah, Joe's Fantastic. very much because it's hard. It'd be easy to overshoot the hardened veteran. And as I said, they do it a he little bit a, yeah, in, his, the, in his introduction with the yeah. the Mozart and the coin is all a little like this is a man of culture. Stop at this point, fuck you. This is a sphinx. But yeah, it's 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 all his snarky lines. Guys, Julius Caesar. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all his snarky lines and yeah. stuff that that I think he, he just really ain't got time it. for your shit. Yeah. No, I, I love Screamers. I don't care what rating it has. <laughs> but I think that about wraps it up for it. Yeah. But we will be back next week. Oh, we're back in the 90s again, but at least it wasn't 97. Ugh. We were in 97 for ages. And uh. then we, we went and did Team America and then we went back to 1995 for Screamers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it goes sometimes. But we'll be back next week with our usual undecided film. Thanks for joining us, guys. In the meantime, if you want, you can head back and check out some of our previous episodes or our other podcast, Mono Rants the Boys. If you want, you can come and chat with us on Twitter at RantsMono, on Instagram at MonoRants underscore the underscore boys, or you can send your own rants to MonoRantsPodcast at gmail.com. And we'll chat soon. Bye-bye.